0: Hey, welcome to Swift Floor. Wait,
1: wait, wait. I was adjusting my shirt.
0: (laughs) Finally, I'm not the one who messed up the intro. Abby and
1: Kat were born in 1997 and became best friends when they were six. Grew up together and started a band and bonded over music ever since. Twenty years later, they are all grown up and spend their free time analyzing lyrics. Now here they are talking all about their lord and savior, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. Taylor, if you're listening, we love you. (laughs)
0: Hello, welcome to Swift Lore Podcast, where we dive into the lyrics and lore of our lord and savior, Dr. Taylor Allison
1: Swift. Absolutely, that's why we're here. I'm Kat. I'm the argumentative antithetical dream girl. Abby is my name. (laughs) I was like, how long is she going to keep going before she says it? (laughs) It's my name, Abby. Hello. And I'm wearing a shirt that says I'm an argumentative antithetical dream girl. (laughs) And
0: I'm wearing a shirt that says (laughs) Um, It's We got gifted shirts and a poster if you're watching you can kind of see it back here for now that's not its permanent place
1: um from shop finder finds we're obsessed they're so cute i love this shirt and now i get to wear pink on wednesdays because i don't actually own any pink shirts now you do now i do and i love this shirt
0: guys and I'm so, as you know, I have an uh, issue with saying slay too much. <laughs> um, I'm recovering. But also, when we saw this shirt on the site. <laughs> we laughed so hard. We could not Because not only, it says repuselation on the front, like small, which you can see if you're watching this in a video format. But on the back, it has the entire track list, but with like one word of every single song title replaced with the word slay. Read one, Abby.
1: <sighs> okay. So it says, I did something slay. <laughs> Yes, you did, Taylor. <laughs> because uh, perhaps
0: by the time this comes out, she'll have announced reputation.
1: reputation. <laughs> um, so next week we're coming in in clown costumes. Um, next week we're going full clown. Clownery. This episode will be coming out after the Grammys for sure. Will it be after the Super Bowl when this comes out? I think so. Yeah, like the day after. So, And those are like the two running theories right now. I, the Super Bowl one isn't an actual theory, but like, you know... um.
0: I love all of the, Have you seen the TikToks um, of people being like, my real predictions for the Super Bowl? And then it's just like quarter one or whatever the first. Pe- I don't know how time works in football. Periods, quarters. I don't care. Anyway, so it's like first thing like, oh, like seven whatever Chiefs, three seven 49ers. And it's like, oh, no, Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Who's that? And then every single time it's Patrick Mahomes get hurt and Taylor Swift comes in and saves the game and then they win. I mean I've seen no less than 10 TikToks <laughs> with that exact thing and every single time I'm like slay. It,
1: <laughs> is it the 49ers and the Chiefs? It is. Um somebody my said brother? it was Red
0: versus Red Taylor's version.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my brother is big on the 49ers. Um he also says that I always corrupt the game when I watch it with him. So So you'll have to watch so that Taylor's boyfriend can win. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really I'm 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 torn between family and um, Taylor Swift right now. I'm not okay, I'm with Taylor <laughs> Swift. Oh gosh! So this week, since this episode is coming out, I don't know how how dates work right now. This is coming out right before or right after Taylor Lautner's birthday, right? Which is why we are covering two songs <laughs> from "Speak Now," back to December, and "I Can See You." So, for obvious reasons, those are related to Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor Lautner! Happy birthday! You're Taylor a gem. Lott- we stand. We stand. We love a good ex-boyfriend. We do love a good ex-boyfriend, and th- that's what that's what our theme is today. So, happy birthday! Happy birthday! All right, now it's time for back to December. Woohoo! Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'll have to. Pull. I have it pulled up already, but. <coughs>
0: I was doing Brooklyn Nine Nine theme song. What were you doing?
1: I was also doing the Brooklyn Nine theme song. Hi. It just included the. Okay. Anyway. Fair enough. All right.
0: <laughs>
1: cool, 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 cool. <laughs> All right. So. Andy Samberg on the pod. <laughs> oh my god! I want him on the pod so badly. That would be. Like, literally the best moment of my life. I also just want to, like, I just want to talk, Andy Sandberg. Like, he just gives good vibes. That sounded like a threat.
0: (laughs) Andy, I just want to talk. It's a threat,
1: actually. (laughs) Uh, Come on the pod. (laughs) So. (laughs) Okay. So, back to December. I've actually always really, really liked the song. And now, after reviewing it, I like it even more. Didn't know that was possible. But but in typical Swift Floor fashion, I've uncovered little tiny things that are kind of reaches and I don't care. And that's what we're going to do. We stretched do today. and we're ready to reach. <laughs> if y'all brought your yoga mats, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to sit strange
0: because I'm a
1: little gay gremlin. Yeah, if you don't sit strange, how will they know you're gay? I <laughs> I know you talk about it every other sentence, but how will they know? <laughs> For how real? How will they know? Oh okay, gosh. Sorry. Okay. If
0: he really <laughs> loves me. Hmm. we got to stop referencing Enchanted. <laughs>
1: we're going to think we're really big fans. <laughs>
0: I am a big fan.
1: Amy Adams goes <laughs> Back to December is the third track on Taylor's third studio album, Speak Now. It is also the third track on Speak Now, Taylor's version. Wow. It was first released as a promotional single from Speak Now on October 12, 2010. Um, I believe it was the second single from Speak Now era. Huh? It is one of the two Speak Now tracks to incorporate orchestral strings. The yeah. other one being, do you have a guess? No. Haunted. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> Duh. Duh. So we love that. Um, the really interesting thing about this song is the fact that it's so different from a lot of the other songs that she'd been putting out because a lot of her songs were about the ways that she was wronged and this song is very much about the wrongs that she did. We love that. We love a little reversal moment. And Taylor spoke about this. She said, I've never felt the need to apologize in a song before, but in the last two years, I've experienced a lot, including a lot of different kinds of learning lessons. And sometimes you learn a lesson too late, and at that point, you need to apologize because you were careless. She said, guys get what they deserve in my songs, and if they deserve an apology, they should get one. I love that. And like the fact that she's, again, like 19, 20 years old, GTFO, when I was 19, I was still very much playing the victim. (laughs) like sorry but that's that was um
0: i think i was blaming myself for everything at that point
1: oh that's true there's like a whole a whole cycle happening
0: exactly but like i was internally blaming myself for stuff but i wasn't admitting
1: it i get it this song is speculated to be about taylor lautner taylor lautner confirmed that
0: (laughs) so it's not speculation anymore (laughs) right i mean i guess because unless taylor swift confirms it, it's technically but like in the liner notes the hidden message was tay
1: all right never mind it's (laughs) confirmed which like I think that makes this the only ex that she has confirmed technically I mean yeah
0: that she's confirmed like a song is definitely about that yeah which is is cool because she's confirmed dated people
1: but not like that right right so Taylor Lautner confirmed this in an interview during the Scream Queens era do you remember that show
0: I do. I forget sometimes
1: that he was in it. Me too. That show was
0: so campy. I loved it.
1: It was. I don't even remember. I know I watched some of it. I watched the Nick Jonas season. I think that was season one, but whatever. Um, Ariana Grande was in it for like 10 seconds. Oh yeah, she was. She got immediately murdered. Kiki
0: Palmer was in it. Kiki Palmer was in it. That's where um, that line that everybody keeps making fun of, the Senorita Awesome. Oh. Mm-hmm. She's in it. Yep. That's where that line is from. It's from
1: that show. Yeah. That line of dialogue is really bad, but
0: (laughs) I mean, it's from the creator
1: of Glee. It's camp camp. camp. This isn't the scream Queens podcast, but so Taylor Lautner was in that show and he was doing an interview with Leah Michelle, speaking of Glee and John Stamos. Speaking of what a trio, by the way. And I guess also scream Queens did have a joke in the first episode about Taylor Swift. I won't get into it because I actually don't really like the joke that much.
0: Yeah. It probably isn't good based off the era that it was coming out.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. But anyway, look it up if you're curious. So during this interview, one of them was just like, didn't Taylor write a song about you? And Taylor Lautner just went, that's what she does. She writes songs
0: we love that period and he's just not a dick about it
1: I know I love that he was like I dated as a songwriter and she wrote a song about me and that's what we were talking about with Sarah Gross last week we're Mm -hmm. like if you date a songwriter then they might write a song about you that's simply how it be that's how it be so I love that he said that um and then later he was like yeah that is about me (laughs) back to December is the name of the song something along the lines of what he said but I love that for him critics love this song yes they should And I think that it's, actually, I know that it's because a lot of the criticism she was getting at the time was that she always played the victim, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about before. In this song, she's not doing that, which, you know, the people that love to criticize her was just like, oh, what can I criticize her about now? (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sorry, I'm over it. (laughs) Um, And, but one critic from the AV club said that it wasn't as effective as the songs where she calls out those who wronged her. I don't know if
0: effective is the right word. Like, what do you mean? It's not effective. Yeah. Is this
1: fucking Pokemon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's written a song about an ex calling him a bitch ass. It's super it's effective. Super
1: effective. She mean, wrote a song apologizing is is, Eh. miss, but whatever, whatever. So, um, eh. it was first performed in Paris at a showcase on October 18th, 2010. And she continued to perform it around the world to promote speak now. Um, this was interesting. On November twenty first, twenty ten, she performed back to December with One Republic's "Apologize" as a medley.
0: Oh wait, yeah, I think she did that on the whole Speak Now tour.
1: Yeah, um, I love.
0: Yeah, she's on the piano. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, but some people said that the uh, <laughs> the breakaway into "Apologize" seemed unnecessary. <laughs> but you know what? It's her tour, and also like Ryan Tedder from One Republic, who we talked about. They were like buds. Yeah, didn't they write? He worked on 1989 a lot, right? Yeah, because we talked about it when I was doing Welcome to New York. So, yeah. So, there you go. It was also performed as the second surprise song in Denver, Colorado on July 15th, 2023
0: on the Eras Tour. Love that.
1: So, there was a music video. It was directed by, I'm truly going to get this name wrong and I apologize, Joanne Lemoyne. So, if I said that wrong, I apologize. Um, who got the inspiration from E.T. the Extraterrestrial. This is again why. Are you fucking you, kidding yes, me? E. How the
0: fuck is that music video inspired by E.T. literally at all? It's just her <laughs> sitting in a room and crying and like walking across a field. What I, the fuck about that? It's like, why does she watch E.T.? Oh my God, just, you're so heated. I'm so angry. I fucking hate <laughs> E.T. It's, this is an E.T. hate podcast. This is not a safe place for people who like the movie E.T. That, that should give me fucking nightmares for my entire childhood. I have a vendetta against that weird fucking alien. You Fuck know. that guy. Fuck that guy. I have tears in my eyes. I'm angry. <laughs> Never lost your shit
1: that much on the pod. Oh my. God. This is my breaking point after moving. It's fucking E.T. Well, <laughs> so because we went to five below together and was we saw-ET Pop. It was so ugly. And I there were multiple, and I kept being like, E.T. keeps popping up in my life recently. Like, what is going on? I think I'm putting this into the universe. Whew. Wow, that was funny. <laughs> You're so funny. Um fuck you, E.T. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, <laughs>
0: um, but but genuinely, like I'm like <laughs> no, I know I haven't watched ET except for the one time I watched it as a kid that it traumatized me. So like, what about the Back to
1: December music video says ET? Um, I don't know. You have to ask you. You have to ask the director. But also in my mm-hmm. notes, because I think I'm funny, I wrote in my notes that the director got inspired by ET, and then in parentheses I wrote the movie, not the Katy Perry song. <laughs> Okay. But also, I'm pretty sure they did direct the Teenage Dream music video. So,
0: <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I know.
1: That I feel like that kind of
0: fits because like the vibe of like because the Teenage Dream music video is like her there's not a lot of like her sitting there singing at the camera, which I feel like same with the Back Summer video. I haven't watched it in a hot minute, so I might mm-hmm. be totally off, but like I know that there's her
1: like walking across a field at some point. Yeah. It's very just like her lamenting and writing this letter and there's a football field and then she slips the letter in the coat pocket and then he reads a letter on the football field. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with E.T.? I'm so upset about this. I'm that is literally so, so funny. angry. That is my highlight from this episode. That is so funny. Oh my goodness. They said, I wanted to work on the coldness of feelings in a very visual way, playing with the snow, the distance and sadness. And I wanted her to perform a very natural way to make her look very European. This was the main challenge for me. All of Taylor's world is very far away from my culture, but I saw something in her that could be very rough and heartbreaking. Far from the princess glittery outfits and glam that she often goes for.
0: Mm, I don't know. Like, I, I like this music video, but also, like, why would you want to do a music video for somewhere where you're just like, hmm... I see what you're doing and I hate all of it. So we're going to do it my way. Like why was like, I get that it's like a more grounded music video, but now I'm just ready to fight. E.T. just got Uh, me on fucking edge. That's true. (laughs) Everything I say from this point on is just coming from a place of anger. You can't spell heated
1: without (laughs) E.T. Where's that shirt? Let's make it. That'll be our first merch. (laughs) If you hate E.T. too, please let us know. If you hate E.T., like, follow, subscribe same a couple other fun facts about this music video it was filmed in Binghamton oh my gosh wait what (laughs) yeah was filmed in Binghamton that's which is two and a half hours away from us and our good friend lives there right now how fun is that um also the part where she leaves the letter in the coat pocket that was Taylor's idea slay truly was that your biblically accurate or morally uh I forget what it was morally correct morally correct I think that was my morally correct okay so that was morally correct. Okay. Um, And then a, on June 29th, a snippet of Taylor's version of Back to December was featured in the trailer to the second season of the Prime Video original mm. series, The Summer I Turned Pretty. How mm. many times will we reference that show? Uh, Well, Her- it's in so many Taylor's,
0: <sighs> yeah. like there's so many Taylor songs in there's that show. Lot, which I so, love. Yeah, and Back to December is perfectly captures because they there's the whole beach yeah. winter scene. Um, We won't do spoilers, but... We won't, it but is very fitting. One. It's so fitting. So,
1: lyrical breakdown. So it starts with, I'm so glad you made time to see me. How's life? Tell me how's your family. I haven't seen them in a while. It's one of those moments where in the first three lines you're already like, okay, I know what I'm here for. We're in it. I'm We're in, in it. we in it. We're we set launched. the scene. Right we into know it. know exactly the vibe. She doesn't even say, like, I met up with my ex in a coffee shop. Like, she doesn't have to say any of that because. It's all there. It's all there in these first three lines, which is brilliant. We love that for her. But um, she felt so guilty that she wasn't even sure he was going to make the time to see her because she feels so, like, she knows how badly she hurt him. Mm-hmm. But he did make time to see her. Sorry, I keep knocking. I I talk with my hands. I'm part Italian. Um. <laughs> so for how's life, tell me how's your family? It's like when you date someone and then you break up and you're like, what do I do with all the information I have about you? Yeah. Including like, I know all about the family. I know... Where your sister went to college. I know, like, all these little random details. And sometimes you see things out in the real world that reminds you of these people that aren't in your life anymore. And you're like, I can't reach out
0: to them because I broke up with your
1: family member. Like, it would be weird to reach out. Right, because they're, like, tangential to the person that you dated. But they still, like, you still knew them. And now you don't anymore. And that's such a weird feeling.
0: Also, I think it's kind of, like, because we know the song is about Taylor Lautner. Mm Because he met his wife, also Taylor Lautner, um, <laughs> through his sister. Oh, wow. Because his sister was friends with other Taylor, mm. Tay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally how they met. So just a weird
1: little roundabout moment. Wow. Um, You've been good, busier than ever. Like, the thing about dating famous people is that you know what they're up to. He never thinks of me except when he's on TV. Mm-hmm. That was another thing is I I never thought about Midnight Rain as a song that could be about Taylor Lautner and like it could be if you know you're trying to think about her personal life which we try not to do but um, I made the same connection when I was going through my notes of how like you do see each other because you're famous yeah um we small talk work in the weather your guard is up and I know why <laughs> I first I wrote. <laughs> Small talk, my beloved. I hate small talk. I will just sit in front of a new person and just immediately dive into something just like, I don't know you and I'm just like telling you about my life story. Like, that's just how I am as a person. Fair enough. Um, but all he can really provide right now is small talk. And she knows that because he doesn't really, he's on the fence about this trust because she did hurt him and she knows that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then I realized this as we were listening to speak now while we were getting ready. When in mine, she says, you figure out why I'm guarded. And now literally two songs later, your guard is up and I know why. Ah. Ah, that cannot be a coincidence. It can't
0: be, and it hurts, and I, ouch. I know. I wasn't expecting an ouch so early.
1: I know, I wasn't either. That was the thing about this song, is even though, like, there are references to songs that she hasn't written yet, so I guess they aren't references then. And I don't, Connections. I don't think that they were intentionally supposed to be related, but it's interesting how many connections that are weaved through here. So... These lines, uh, your guard is up and I know why, because the last time you saw me is still burned in the back of your mind. You gave me roses and I left them there to die. That whole bit. Um, So Leah Greenblatt from Entertainment Weekly ranked those couplets at number two out of the 10 best couplets from Speak Now.
0: It's really funny that her last name is Greenblatt. You're talking about couplets because like the Norton anthology of Shakespeare is like Stephen Greenblatt is like one of the foremost scholars about Shakespeare in the world. So as soon as you said Greenblatt, I was like, ha ha, Shakespeare. And then you were like, couplet. And I was like, ha (laughs) ha, Shakespeare.
1: (laughs) Huh? Yeah. Huh? Shakespeare. Huh? The dog is so confused. Yeah. Don't say her name. (laughs) We beetle juiced her. She just gets summoned. Oh gosh. Um, So I also made a comparison to our song where she says, I almost didn't notice all the roses. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that point, it's the beginning of the relationship. Like everything is is really wonderful and amazing. And it's, you know, the start and the rush and whatever. But if you take it in the context of this song, like she almost didn't even notice them. And in Back to December, she's saying that I left the roses there to die. I wasn't caring for them. I didn't notice them. She didn't notice what she had until it was gone.
0: And also part of it, I think, is that like because she left him like she made the choice if she did notice the roses and like knew that they were there she still like made the choice to walk away from it even though there was nothing wrong yeah she was like the vibes are off vibes are off
1: it's probably me so i'm gonna head out (laughs) i also really hate receiving flowers just as a quick tangent because like you're giving me something that i just have to watch die don't do that to me i love
0: having flowers because i like drying them out and putting them in little vases on my windowsill
1: Well, if if anyone listening wants to court either cat or I, now you know how. Now you know. (laughs) You know do's and
0: don'ts. Court. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is why we're
1: single. I don't know how to talk about things. (laughs) The chorus I wrote, uh, first and foremost, the melody is top tier. This melody is a banger. It's so good. It has like this momentum behind it that is like the force behind the entire song that you can feel even if you're not listening to the lyrics. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's saying, this is me swallowing my pride and standing in front of you saying, I'm sorry for that night. Which is like, doing that is so hard. Yeah, just admitting like, I
0: messed up. And here's like, I, that's crazy. Yeah. It's such a
1: brave like thing to do to like admit that you were wrong. Yeah. Especially at that age. like." it takes so much bravery to face the consequences of your actions, especially when it involved hurting other people's feelings yeah. and taking responsibility. And, um, I guess it's kind of a discussion question, so I won't get into it right now, but, um, not only did she apologize to him, she also wrote this song and now gets to publicly like this apology is out there. Mm-hmm. Like she has apologized to the world too. Yeah. I go back to December all the time. First of all, that is such a cool wording to say that I can't stop thinking about the things that I did. Like Mm -hmm. I go back to December. I go back to the point where I screwed everything up. I always think about that line, not
0: as her going back to when she screwed up, but to right before she screwed up when things were really good.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So like I go back and relive these good moments that I threw away all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just... What a cool way to say that. Um, it's also wild that she says all the time here, because if you might know. Um, I regret you all the time. I regret you all the time. I regret this all the time. Um, yeah. She doesn't use that phrase very often. <laughs> I literally wrote all the time, dot, dot, dot. I mean, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> and then I did know. I get so sassy in these notes. So sassy. Sassy. It turns out freedom ain't nothing but missing you. Um, oh my, like what a fucking lie! I know. I think that changed my brain chemistry when I listened <laughs> to this song in middle school. Literally. Because she's thinking about how like all she wanted was her independence. This is another Midnight Rain connection where like she wanted to make her own name and she left behind this other really nice thing. Um, and she and misses t- him. Yeah.
0: It turns out it wasn't what she actually wanted.
1: Yeah. Like, ugh, you know yeah yeah I know <laughs> I get it um also I do love the missing you wish and I'd I, I really just like that rhythm yeah it's so good wish and I'd realized what I had when you were mine huge contrast to her other songs I talked about already how like before she was talking about how she'd been wrong now she started talking about how she wronged someone but thinking about like I Knew You'd Miss Me Once the Thrill Expired from Cardigan, mm. um, The Entirety of You're Losing Me, Better Man, lots of songs about that. And also, again, with the When You Were Mine and Two Songs Ago, the song Mine. I also think about,
0: um, like, the way that this song came before. I mean, she's she's written a lot of songs about, like, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone, like, that kind of mm-hmm. <clears throat> vibe. But, like, I feel like a lot of like all the ones that you stated came after speak now. Yeah. So it's like she knows
1: what the other person's going to feel because she has felt it from this relationship. Right. Exactly. And that was like a huge thing when I was looking through this song and seeing all these things she's saying and how later on they're going to happen to her. And it breaks my heart quite a bit. Ouch. Uh, yeah. I go back to December, turn around and make it all right. The idea of traveling back in time to fix previous mistakes is, can be really, it can be a therapeutic thing um, to look back. But it's also, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Because there's like the great Gatsby where you're continuously focusing on your past. Yeah,
0: it's, it's natural i think when you mess something up to want to go back and fix it but
1: also it can be like paralyzing if it's all that you think about forever yeah and she's really stuck on this i mean she keeps repeating i go back to december all the time like she's saying it over and over again because she's she keeps being in that place she's gonna get out um we get into the second verse and this is where i wrote um i might be clowning here (laughs) Clown a tail, yeah.
0: Nope, I didn't know. A tail? God, the
1: clowns. Clown.
0: I was thinking clown attire. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like, regalia.
1: And that's what came out. Okay. Sure. It is what it is, people. (laughs) So first it starts with these days I haven't been sleeping. Mood. (laughs) (laughs) Just mood. Um, Staying up, playing back, myself leaving. Uh, call forward to midnights Hmm. where she's, you know, up all night, pacing, haunted. Yeah. When your birthday passed and I didn't call, I would really just like to let that sit as you all make the connection that I made when I was going through these notes.
0: Oh wait, this is a birthday
1: episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's the birthday episode, but also the moment I knew. She finds out later what it feels like for someone to not show up for her on her birthday. (sighs) That's like
0: I'm somebody that puts everything in my Google calendar because I'll forget it. Mm-hmm. And there have been times in the past where I started dating someone and I put their birthday in my Google calendar because I thought like we'd be still dating by the time their birthday comes oh. around. And then their birthday comes and we're not together anymore. And I get the Google notification of like, hey, it's your ex's birthday tomorrow. And I'm like, great. Thank you for that existential crisis. That's what I needed. Ouch. Nothing I was- like it.
1: I actually was torn between that interpretation of like after the breakup being reminded like it's their birthday and I can't talk to them. Like that's one way to think of it. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I was thinking about how she's stuck on like at this point in his birthday in February, she knows that she messed up a little bit um, and that she could reach out and wish him a happy birthday and she didn't. And how now even further into the future, she's thinking back on it and being like your birthday passed and I didn't call. Like that,
0: I, I think of there's a Maisie Peters song on – um.
1: The Good Witch Deluxe, where
0: she's like saying that she her ex is gonna like try to like Merry Christmas his way back into her life <laughs> because like saying Merry Christmas to your ex is like a way that people yeah slide back in the DMs. And I feel like so, like, also the other thing with his birthday is this right before Valentine's Day, yeah. So if you're happy birthdaying your ba- way back into his life three That's days true. before Valentine's Day, also. I wonder if that was part of her, like... And they were in
1: Valentine's Day together. They were in
0: Valentine's Day together, which is a bop of a movie. You should it watch it right now. I love that movie so much.
1: So anyway, um, big ouch. Like, just the concept of birthdays to Taylor and how it was such a big deal for her when her red era boyfriend didn't show up for her birthday and, you know, then mm-hmm. 22 was a whole thing. Um, so yeah. Then we get into, I think about summer, all the beautiful times I watched you laughing from the passenger side. We got August for real. We got August for real. Remember when I pulled up and said, get in the car. And it's also very R song coded. Yeah. Riding track and my hair undone. Yeah. Like all of these things, because she writes a lot of songs about being in the car with someone like that said, and it's usually expressed in a happy thing. Getaway car is a bit of a gray area. <laughs> Remember when he hit the brakes too soon? <laughs> oh Yeah, that too. The <laughs> manslaughter. Um, but anyway, that. And I realized I loved you in the fall. Do you think she realized after they broke up? Well, no, because
0: they at least were together in December. So in my mind, like, the the relationship, like, they got together in summer and then fell in love in the
1: fall, and then in December,
0: like, things fell apart and they broke up. Sure, but
1: it's possible that, like, maybe she didn't realize she loved him in the fall until afterwards. Mm. Because she says, I realized I loved you in the fall. True, it could go either way. But It
0: could either be, like, I... She did publicly say "I love you" on SNL. Oh,
1: oh yeah, she did. <laughs> but like
0: in general, the lyric could be because this is like the only song that we have a confirmation of who it's about. It yeah. does color it a little bit. Yeah, yeah But like yeah. in general, it could be either way. It could be
1: either way. Um, we're just doing a close reading of the text. <laughs> <laughs> we're analyzing it. The curtains—they're not just blue, guys. So that they're was, not. That I'm was an English, English major. major. That was an, that was an English major joke. All the English majors just laughed. Um, <laughs> they all just got filled with rage. Actually. <laughs> I wasn't an English major, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> anyway, um, I wrote a lot about this. So they met on the set of Valentine's Day in 2009 in the summer. Um, then the Kanye of it all, mm. we, we must revisit because that happened is yeah, because he September. was on stage. He was on stage. He was presenting the award for Taylor. And then Kanye came on. And Taylor has spoken up – Taylor Lautner, sorry. Uh, Taylor Lautner has spoken up about how he – thought it was a bit because he was like why else would Kanye be jumping up on stage right now yeah he thought it was
0: just a bit that they didn't tell him about and so that's part of the reason why he didn't react at the moment even yeah. though they were dating
1: and he said that the moment she turned around and he saw her face that he knew it was real
0: yeah but it was already like too late to do anything.
1: Yeah. and that's actually his SNL monologue because when I was growing up I used to watch SNL every weekend and Especially when the Taylors were on. And Taylor Lautner was hosting and in his opening monologue, he did this whole thing where he was like, Here's what I would have done if I had known and he did like a little flippy flip and like a kicky kick and like at a Kanye cardboard cutout. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so anyway. This is why we stand. Taylor Squared was so
0: precious. They were.
1: And I love that they're besties now.
0: Yeah. Same. Like it's so cute that they're like and like she's friends with his wife too. Like they're just they're like actual like good friends. I love that.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the cold came, the dark days. Okay. January is the longest freaking month of all time. I'm oh so glad God. we're out of it. Oh, January just, like, was the worst. Imagine breaking up in December and having to survive the 10 darkest weeks of the year on your own
0: <laughs> while you're upset and guilty. You're really on your own kid, you know?
1: Yeah. Ow! <laughs> um, for the viewers at home, uh, I hit a whip. <laughs> um when fear crept into my mind you gave me all your love and all i gave you was goodbye <sighs> Oof. i have nothing more to say about that other than like she's still ruminant ruminating on it she'd be ruminating oh boy all right the chorus happens again the only thing that changes is i go back to december turn around and change my own mind uh what shows the difference in maturity. Like now she's looking back and she knows that at the time she wouldn't, she probably wouldn't have made any different choices. But now knowing what she knows now, and after learning these lessons, she would go back and f- like f- tell herself to do things differently. Mm. Um, Just to really, it's so sound. It's like a 13 going on 30 moment, but she doesn't get to go back in time. and I just rewatched that movie. Banger. So good. Okay. Sorry. It's fine. Okay. We get to the bridge. It's ugh. the bridge. So. Um, I miss your tan skin your sweet smile so good to me so right I just wrote sad face that's uh, yeah that's all you can do he seems
0: like such a sweetie actually and just like <laughs> the way that when you break up with someone you remember like these little flashes of yeah. like what they're like it's just he captured it so perfectly
1: And and how you held me in your arms that September night the first time you ever saw me cry <sighs> we that's... know what she's talking about Fuck you, Gagne. <laughs> because now she's giving a lore, new lore just dropped, where she, after this debacle, like, he was there for her and he comforted her and he saw her cry. Yeah. And, like, in other songs that she's written, like, I Knew You Were Trouble, you'll never see me cry. Yeah. Like, crying in front of people. Here's where I get on a bit of a soapbox again about, like, being a woman. Um, a lot of times to be vulnerable is to be seen as weak. And mm-hmm. so we are taught not to express too much emotion in any way, but also crying in front of people is seen as like, you know, being dramatic or whatever. And so for someone like Taylor, who has to constantly be on alert and constantly be mm-hmm. strong to show that vulnerable side of herself and cry in front of him, like, that's a big thing. Yeah. And it's the first time he saw her cry. So they were like close. Like that's yeah, a really interesting thing. Yeah. So clearly like he
0: had, you know, not a good reaction to her crying, but like there's people that are like better at comforting you when you cry than others. Um, and so, like it's the first time he saw her cry, so he she was comfortable enough that not only at this very traumatic moment when like obviously she's gonna cry, yeah, like the worst thing ever just happened, right, but then also like he had he was comforting enough that like she cried in front of him again,
1: yeah, oh, I love them, your honor um so the other thing about this line, and this is literally just my brain, every single time this is how it plays in my head, I can't help it. I don't know if anyone else in the entire. It, universe has thought this um <laughs> the first time you ever saw me cry said james get in let's drive i that's in my head every time i listen to it that's crazy <laughs> i know
0: you did something there
1: i don't know if i did i think you did <laughs> but we'll if, see. if someone wants to make that edit because it works it works it works if it um, works it works and it works maybe this is wishful thinking uh probably mindless dreaming. Because she knows that it's, you know. Uh, She says, if we loved again, I swear I'd love you right. Ow. Ouch. Um, I'd go back in time and change it, but I can't. So if the chain is on your door, I understand. And the chain was on his door. (sighs) Like, because they didn't get back together. I mean, I know it all worked out for both of them. Yeah. And it, like, but...
0: And her also being, like, I understand that I messed up and like I completely get if you don't want to try again
1: yeah and I do I'm really inspired by the friendship that they've created since then and how much he supports her I'm sure you're going to get into more of that but the discussion question um (laughs) okay I have two the first one do you think she wrote this about an actual encounter with him or do you think this was her apology like imagined what she would do if he'd made the time to see her I think that
0: this is Imagined just because so much of Speak Now is like imagined situations. Like, I get into it a lot with I Can See You, but I feel like there's a lot of daydream, like enchanted, full on daydream. Yeah. I Can See You is a daydream. Um, what's not there's another one that's on like Story of Us of like her seeing like this could happen and we could get back together if you did XYZ. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Speak Now, there's a lot of daydreaming in her creating these situations. So, I have always thought of it as a, a daydream scenario, but it could be an actual, too. Yeah. Which I think is
1: part of the Either genius way. of the song. Yeah. I just I just love it. And my second question is, how much do you love Taylor Lautner? I love him. Love him a lot. I love him so much. I recently re-watched all the Twilight movies. Oh, Amazing. So, so I love him. I love him. More like Slaylor Lautner. That... I don't think that was biblically accurate or morally correct. It was both. <laughs> it was biblically correct. <laughs> and that's all. That's all I got. Love. All right.
0: So now it's time. It's time. It's time. I can see you. Ooh. Um, so I can see you is track 19 on Speak Now Taylor's version. It is a bolt track. Um, this is another slinky song, much like Maroon. Which is why we were at Five Below earlier, and there's a Slinky toy, and I was dying laughing, and I was like, I can't say that it's
1: because I'm going to say it about the song. Not Five Below providing us E.T. and Slinky Dog content.
0: I can't believe that Five Below had so many <laughs> Easter eggs for today's episode. <laughs> this episode's sponsored by Five Below. I fucking wish.
1: I wish. I love that place. I went there
0: for a garbage can, and I left with a Taylor Swift magnet. <laughs> so, you know? You know, I'd be like it'd be that. like that. <laughs> Is there an echo in here? We we just said it straight See, that at wasn't the same even time. that wasn't even like <laughs> us repeating after each other. No. We just that was in we've evolved. That was in like canon. Like it you know, was. We were yeah, no, like in a chorus is. and you started. Surround singing, sound. Like, it was surround anyway, sound. So um <laughs> the song peaked at number four on Billboard's global 200 chart. Mm-hmm. Um our bestie Jason Lipschitz <gasps> of our bestie. Billboard, um and Another person named Chris Wilman of Variety said the song has elements of funk. That's all that it said on the Wikipedia. <laughs> but like, I had to, I saw I saw Jason's name and I had, to, I had I, to throw it in.
1: I love how we've randomly become a Jason <laughs> podcast. We're like, I trust your word. <laughs> One day he will probably do us dirty with his reviews, and that's okay. We, you know what? When that day comes,
0: it'll come. <laughs> It'd be like that. Um, the song also had a music video that premiered on July seventh, twenty twenty three, in. Kansas City Missouri um as we all know the cast came on stage including Taylor Lautner's iconic and improvised flip (laughs) the flip of it all all. (laughs) because he walked out on the stage and realized how far he had to walk and he just was like I'm just supposed to walk that's lame I'm gonna do a flip and then he just did it's so real my favorite thing is like listening to the video that his wife took and she's just like (gasps) when he starts doing (laughs) a flip and then he's just fine and she's like yeah, I love them. I love them so much. It's so funny. Um, and I also love that like, well, the music video is premiering. There's a video of somebody who's like videoing the screen and they turn and like are videoing Taylor and Taylor's just like, watch the, watch the music video. She's like, I work so hard on this. Stop watching me. Watch the music video. <laughs> um, which is just iconic of her. I love it. Yeah, she's iconic. Um, and that music video, like the plot of it. It's very spy movie, which makes sense because mm-hmm. she says "secret mission" in the song. Um, but her, she's locked in the vault, and the three people who are in the Mean Music video, or the two of the people who are in the Mean Music video, and then also Taylor Lautner come to break her out of the vault, and they succeed by the end. Um, Taylor Lautner gets to use his sick moves from the SNL monologue. Specifically, <laughs> he does the same choreography actually, it's which wrong. I forgot about. Like, he Aww. does literally the same choreography on the, like, Cute. people who are there. He uses his little spinny stick thing, and he does some flips. He's having a good time. Um, The the way that everybody freaked the fuck oh my out. God. Because they didn't come out on... The, the people in the music video came out after the music video premiered.
1: So nobody knew yep. that... Right? Didn't they come out afterwards? I think they did, because I got a stream of text from you that was, like, first... <laughs> first it was like <gasps> speak now tv announced uh, there's a song there's a music video taylor Lauder's in it joey king's in it they're both here
0: yeah i just have no chill like when things are happening it was a very exciting time um and yeah that music video is so good and fun go watch it now it's great yeah performance history um the song has been performed once on august 3rd 2023 with maroon um, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago when I covered Maroon. And they're both slinks. They're both slinky songs. Wow. That's what connects them. It's the the two ends of the slinky. She the, knew what she was doing. I don't know if this is the head or the butt. I don't know which is which. Up to your own prerogative. <laughs> um, in terms of my connection to this song, this was my most listened to Taylor Swift song of 2023. Ah, it's um, a good one. Because I just love a like forbidden secret romance trope. And this has it. I didn't relate to it. I just like liked the song that much. Um, in my overall analysis of the lyrics, it's just sexy yearning. Like, that's it. Mm. That's the song in a nutshell. And it's, like, such a, like, cool, interesting way to say, like, what would you do if you knew about all of my daydreams? <laughs> and also, I think it's so funny that, like, this is a vault track and wasn't released at the time because, like, this is, like, obviously a lot more, like, sexy than yeah. the rest of Speak Now. Yeah. And I just think of like there's a clip from behind the scenes of I can't remember if it's Fearless or Speak Now tour where like Taylor did sing in rehearsals and her mom was just like, if I went to a tour and the performer did that, like I would be covering my child's eyes. <laughs> and Taylor's over here right and I can see you. Um you brushed past me in the hallway. I think another connection between this and maroon is the the hallway of it all. Ooh, you were standing hollow eyed in the hallway. Yeah, um, kind of mimicking this of like, obviously this this whole song takes place in like a hallway mm-hmm. where they're just kind of staring each other down. Um, I'm just imagining like prolonged eye contact between two people, prolonged and everybody eye else contact. is just like, "Can you fucking chill, <laughs> Jesus?" Um, and you don't think I can see you, do ya? And also, like these opening lines are just so flirty. She's like, "I see you trying to find an excuse to like brush against me, touch me, whatever." Like, it's flirting one hundred and one. That's very flirty. I remember seeing this tip in like Seventeen magazine (laughs) when I was a kid, and I was like, "This is what flirting is."
1: Remember Seventeen magazine? This
0: unlocked Seventeen magazine from my memories.
1: I forgot about it until just now. I love that.
0: Um, I've been watching you for ages. Like that feeling when you have a crush on someone and you're just like trying to convince yourself that they like you back. So mm-hmm. you're just like watching them and trying to look at all these like signs and body language and all this stuff to figure out if they feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I love it. Also, I don't know why I'm like fully turned away from you.
1: I'm I like, I don't know, because you don't like me very much.
0: <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> clearly, you found you figured it out. <laughs> and I spend my time trying not to feel it. Again, like that feeling of having a crush on someone and being like. I shouldn't have a crush on you, so, like, I'm not, I'm gonna, like, I'm just gonna try to ignore it and, like, convince yourself that you don't feel that way about them. But, like, in reality, you got a crush. Mm. She got it. She perfectly captured it. She's an icon. But what would you do if I went to touch you now? Like, what would you do? What would you do? Like, these little what-ifs when you have a crush. What would you do if they never found us out? This line sets up the, like, need- for secrecy that's throughout the rest of the song like the first verse before this you're just like haha cute flirty relationship and she's just like but what if nobody had to know about it no one has to know what we do who's gonna know um and also like this idea that she's like preparing like she knows if they were to like be in any sort of relationship there would have to be a big element of secrecy to it and like that kind of makes it more like appealing to her Mm. but eventually she'll learn like it's more of an illicit affairs vibe of like that's the thing about illicit affairs, it dies and it dies and it dies a million little times. Yeah. Um, but this is before she was battered down by the world. <laughs> you know, um, what would you do if we never made a sound again? Secrecy, because I can see you. Wait, I don't know why I fucking said it like that. I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to emphasize the word "can," and I just I didn't like it. Because I can see you waiting down the hall for me. So this is like, I can. Like, I can see you. Like, this is what's actually happening right now. And I could see you up against the wall with me. (laughs) The fucking flirtatious line. This reminds me. So I got a fortune cookie yesterday. And it was (laughs) literally just a fucking pickup line. It was genuinely like. What did it say? I I love that. It's more fortune cookie content. It's more fortune cookie content. It literally had like a call and response on the fucking. It was like. (laughs) It was like, did it hurt? It wasn't like, did it hurt when he fell from heaven? But it was like that level of cheesy. And it was like the first line and then parentheses quotes, like for somebody else to say. And then it gave the response. Like it just gave a pickup line. Huh. I was like, I have what I've been getting the worst fortune cookies. I don't know. Um, But this is like the same vibe. Like this is such a pickup line of like, I see you over there. What if we were making out right now? He <laughs> <laughs> like that's it's such. A, but like it's said in a way that's not so terribly awkward. Yep. Um, what would you do, baby, if you only knew? Mm. And like that fear that's holding her back of like, it's possible that if he knew he wouldn't reciprocate. But also like, what would you do if I said all this stuff out loud? I'm not going to. But like,
1: but I'll think about it's it. it's fun to
0: think about. And I'll think about what you would do. The yearning. Yeah. The yearning, the yearn of it all. Mm verse two we kept everything professional adding to the lore a little bit more of like maybe that's why they have to have the secrecy because they work together in some way um i think of like the ours music video where like she's in an office and she's very secretive and somebody's like i think she has a boyfriend but like i don't know like Mm -hmm. that's kind of the vibe um and like she's trying to be mature and professional and but then but something's changed it's something i like so she can tell that this other person also feels this tension and or at least she's convinced herself <laughs> that's me projecting um <laughs> that like they feel the same way and like she can t- see that there's a shift in them too so she's not the only one who's like has to try to keep things professional and then the they returns they keep watchful eyes on us who who's they we don't know it's just the the looming they over this relationship. Could be anyone or anything. True. So it's best that we move fast and keep quiet. And she's just making this plan of like, if we had to date, you know, if it happened, we here's what we would have to do. Like, I already have it all figured out. You just have to kiss me and then we're fine. And then we're, I got it from there
1: like the way that so like funny. I, no but like this is so relatable it's so relatable <laughs> it's so real
0: and it's so being 19 coded it's also just a bop um you won't believe half the things i see inside my head i think mm-hmm. about like taylor's persona at this time like her public persona was very like mm. innocent like she wears short skirts i wear t-shirts like but then in her head she's like but i i can be spicy i also think about kissing exactly exactly she's like i have kissed somebody before (laughs) (laughs) want to do it again (laughs) we'll get into that again later oh we'll circle back to this moment um and then the pre-chorus is the same and then the next chorus it's got the first three lines are the same and then it adds another three lines so what would you do if you only knew that i could see you throw your jacket on the floor (laughs) um little parallel to wildest dreams. No one has to know what we do. Mm. His hands are in my hair. His clothes are in my room. Kind of same vibe of like that happening. Um, I could see you make me want you even more. And I just love that she's making up these scenarios and she's just like, God, in my head, he's perfect. (laughs) Like he's doing everything right. In my head, I do everything right. You know?
1: I'm just like, man the way that I've been here it's so like
0: I'm like how many times do you think she talked to this person (laughs) that's
1: a great question because in my head
0: I'm like this is giving like when you really like want to date someone when you're like 18 19 years old and you have like three conversations with them and you're just like so here's how it would play out if they were my soulmate yes
1: Yes, and I'd like, and I love that. I'm going to normalize the fact that everyone does that. Everyone does that. <laughs> everyone.
0: I, God, I am such a romanticizer in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, does this make the relationship work? I'm doing air quotes. No.
1: I was. But is it fun? <laughs> yes. yes. I have was a little thing. Think. It's fine. The other day about this person that I had like, like it happened so quick. I had the biggest crush on them, and it was like a weekend where I was like, "What if we got together?" And then I literally have not talked to them in months. That's fair enough <laughs> it would really be like that it be like that uh play love is embarrassing
0: because <laughs> <laughs> so fucking real um and now for the bridge we don't have to do the sound cuz this is a fun flirty little bridge love that i can again with the i can see you from this first line like i can see you in your suit and your necktie so also this next line is in the same tense so it's happening pass me a note saying meet me tonight I don't know why the fuck I can't talk. Two nights. Two nights. Not tonight. three nights. Not one night. <laughs> two. Um. So pass me a note saying meet me tonight. So like he did this. He passed her a note saying, so like again with the secrecy of like, he didn't say like nudge, nudge, hey, meet me tonight. He just like did a little pass off. It's also very like high school, like passing yeah. notes. Um. He probably wrote it.
1: Passing <laughs> notes and secrecy. Ooh. I was going to say he probably wrote it with a two and then N-I-T-E.
0: That just seems right. And then a little do you like me check yes or no? <laughs> Aww. Um, Then we kissed, and you know I won't ever tell. You literally just did. <laughs> it's so funny to me I ever mean, being like, I won't kiss I and will tell in the never. song on her best selling album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will never tell, except right now to the world. I mean, I'm
0: never going to tell a soul. So, <laughs> so oh, me it kind of reminds me of like when you somebody tells you something and you're like, "Of course, I won't tell anyone." And then like you're like, "But, but like my best friend." <laughs>
1: does my best count. it like doesn't count. count. Like there is a best friend pass. I there is a say. best friend
0: pass to like some degree, and this is to a degree, some degree that it. And we're as yeah. we know, we're all parasocially Taylor's best friend, so it works. <laughs> um, and I could. So we're back to the could of the daydream happens again. So at this point, they have kissed one time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just
0: so relatable <laughs> they've kissed once and she's like i could see you being my addiction which is like i kind of get that after you kiss somebody it's a good first kiss and you're like i could see i could, see, I see, I it could see it um you can see me as a secret mission so like again with the secrecy of like he sees her as <laughs> what
1: are you doing just trying to be gay over here <laughs> no i'm like also adjusting myself and it's just not working okay all right i'm so um, sorry to interrupt it's
0: fine on. How could you interrupt me during this very serious conversation? Um, I can see you can see me as a secret mission. So, like, he already kind of sees her this way as like a secret and like a trophy, but she's seeing it in a positive way. And I'm like, you'll get there, girl. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Hide away and I will start behaving myself. Nothing says sexy like following the rules. Like, that to me is just like so funny where she's like, I know it's sexy. Following rules, I can sexy <laughs> follow rules. <laughs> it's me. No, like because then also you know the idea of like earlier where where was I? I was gonna say it. you won't believe half the things I see inside my head. And then it's just like <laughs> I'm following all the rules. I'm stopping at every stop sign for three seconds, and I'm going exactly the speed limit. It's gonna be so hot. <laughs>
1: Like tucks hair behind ear. <laughs> let's have a little radio rebel moment. <laughs> like, so let's kiss again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so funny that also like the idea of the relationship being like secret mission, like secrecy, but then she's like behaving. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like it's, it's such a weird contradiction that's just know. like so silly and so like teenage girl having a crush. Ugh, oh, I love it. Um, and my discussion question is just I feel like we've covered it throughout the entire song, but like, have you had one of these like little like secretive crushes where like you don't really tell them anything and then like kind of something happens, but then you're like, you just blow it out of proportion completely in your brain.
1: Yeah, (laughs) no. And I have one so specific that happened and I can't even talk about it because I'm so embarrassed by it because I am fully a 26 year old woman. What about when you were like 19, like 18, <laughs> 19? Oh, okay. Um, that's less embarrassing. Exactly. <laughs> um, we can throw a pack. Like, sorry, I'm gay. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So the thing about me growing up is that I did this with literally every viable option. Yep. That's a mood. <laughs> that's how I was because I was too scared to ever really do anything about it. Um, but I would see people and they would talk to me once maybe. And I'd be like, okay, so I have a crush on them now. That's so real. (laughs) Just how it was. That's just how it is. It is. It'd
0: really be like that.
1: Yeah.
0: It reminds me of this girl that I dated when I was like 19 and like, I was so into her and she was like, "Eh, you're fine. (laughs) But like, we like hooked up once and I was just like, clearly this vibe. And then the next day she was like, We should just be friends, right? And I was like, that's fine. But like, this is the same vibe of like building it up in your head. And then like, is it going to happen? Is it not? You never know. We're out here and that's, I can see you. Wow. That was a quick one. That was a quick one. I feel like there's not a ton. Like, it's not deep. Mm. It's just a silly little guy
1: wow um and hint songs we didn't decide what songs i know but that's dependent on a couple of factors oh that's true we also forgot to tell you our hint songs for last week last week my hint song was supposed to be october passed me by by girl in red which would have related to back to december and i forgot to come up with one which is why i forgot to remind abby (laughs) but also do you guys care about the hint songs can someone tell us yeah like should we keep doing the hint songs do people care is it a
0: silly little puzzle or have you already stopped listening (laughs)
1: If Can you're you listening me? to this, <laughs> are you
0: there, God? It's me, Margaret.
1: But yeah, we'll we'll do songs next week. We will do them. We will be back next Monday. Next right. Monday, we'll be there. You'll be there. I hope it'll be great. Yeah. So anyway, that's that.
0: Thanks so much for listening. <gasps> Happy birthday, Taylor Lautner. Happy birthday, Taylor Lautner. Belated birthday, <laughs> the man that you are. If Taylor Lautner's listening to this on the day it comes out. <laughs>
1: imagine he sits down for his Swift lore viewing he's like "Ooh, my
0: favorite podcast oh my god a shout out wow Taylor Lautner come on the pod <laughs> Taylor Lautner um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at SwiftLorePod and on TikTok at Pod. and crispy high
1: five crispy high five I don't know either oh god that didn't sound good Oh, God. (laughs) I almost just smacked you in the face. All right. That was good enough. Okay. That's all we got left. (laughs) Bye. Bye.